Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Hello and welcome back to the future of XYZ. I hope everyone had a super nice August. We are coming back with the subject of future of mentoring. Mentoring being something that students and new employees and older employees alike need and that older employees or more experienced people in all sorts of environments can provide to younger people. So uh, we're welcoming today Julie Meyer and Jimmy Edgerton. Uh, the two co-founders of Augmenters.us. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us, Lisa. Welcome back. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Thanks for welcoming me back. It was nice to take a, a couple weeks off from new episodes and to come back strong with uh, the future of mentorship. You guys are obviously super passionate. I mean, both of you, I mean, I'll just give a little background. Julie, obviously, you are the co-CEO and founder of Eat Well Global, which really focuses on nutrition, education, and science uh, through the PR lens, communications, et cetera. And Jimmy, I think you teach nutrition, science, and policy at the Friedman School at Tufts University. Um, on what, sorry? Entrepreneurship focus. Entrepreneurship focus as well. So both of you guys are multiple time founders, passionate from what I understand about relationships. And this Augmenters idea that has sprung up recently uh, seems to really play into that. So first and foremost, tell me a little bit about uh, the future of mentoring, but from the standpoint of what is mentoring first and foremost, and what's your guys' approach to it? Why don't I start with what I will start with what mentoring is, and then Jimmy can talk about the future of mentoring. So I think what we have seen is this concept of mentoring obviously has been around for a very, very long time, whether it's uh, professional mentoring in a trade, whether it's uh, in the professional environment, whether it's through religious uh, religious affiliations. But really what we see is that it is a really incredibly valuable concept that has not been appreciated, has not had light shine on it, has not been really talked about. Um, but when you get to talk to people, a lot of them talk about these really valuable mentors they've had. So I think that's kind of what the past of mentoring has been. It's quite formal. You can imagine like an old white guy behind a desk, you know, looking down on you and telling you things. Um, but I think we're kind of thinking that there's a whole future for it. Where we see mentoring going is really creating another layer of community on top of existing organizations and institutions or within your town. Uh, for example. And we believe that starts with changing some of the vocabulary. So instead of having the kind of classical hierarchical relationships of a mentor behind a desk looking down at a mentee, we're trying to bring in some new words to that, such as mentees also being called believers because they believe in themselves, mentors being called guides because they're there not really to tell somebody what to do, but uh, Julie says this so well, but provide context and just share examples from their own life to, to guide the thought process and journey of this believer. And another big thing when we think about the future of mentoring is that it's not necessarily somebody older always as the guide to a younger believer. It can really switch both ways. And that's uh, our uh, eighth principle of mentoring is actually the evolution stage. And that's happened actually for Julie and I, where initially uh, I reached out to Julie for help 
in teaching my course. I needed a phenomenal guest lecturer. I had high expectations and Julie was way above them. Uh, we continue to stay in touch. I helped Julie with something strategic about her business and fast forward a year later and now we are launching a business together. And so it can show that it's not really about age or even staying in a certain one-sided relationship. Uh, it starts with caring about another individual, just like you do socially or, or professionally or uh, romantically. It's any like any other kind of relationship. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, this word relationship keeps coming back in it. And I think when we think about, I mean, especially now, right? It's September, we're about to hit Labor Day. People are coming back from summer breaks. I mean, you know, COVID, like some people are going back to the workplace for the first time in a long time. Um, students are maybe coming out of their, for their first jobs or, you know, the, you know, it, it's an exciting time and it's a ripe opportunity for those relationships to develop. Um, and I'm very curious about that. So if you, in your approach, you, you're talking about language and steps and stages. I mean, I've always thought about mentoring as having kind of the formal component if you're in, in you know, a school or a, a business environment where you might be assigned a mentor, mentee, or it might be something you officially ask or encouraged to do. And then there are the informal relationships that just kind of take on that form. And sometimes the mentor-mentee kind of dynamic can shift as you were just describing. Um, how are you guys specifically at Augmenters, um, you know, talking about it, exploring it, supporting mentorship? Yeah, well, we actually have come up with a eight principle process. We mm -hmm. sat down and we actually recorded eight episodes of just Jimmy and I talking about eight different steps we sort of see on the whole process. And I think you can jump in in the middle. You can jump in at the end, like you're saying, it's not kind of this, you have to follow all eight steps to get to the end. It kind of goes back and forth. So um, starting with your vision and uh, setting a, you know, an idea of what do you actually want for yourself, which we see as kind of an internal world. And I love, Lisa, what you're saying about the idea of it could be all these different people. So for us, we see it both, it could be professional, but it could also be personal. Maybe there's somebody that you see that's really living their life in a way that you're really related to, or they could be the professional as well. We call it kind of the Venn diagram of both of those. So I think our eight principles that you know kind of flex back and forth is really provides context that we feel like hasn't really existed around mentoring yeah our, our goal is to give folks uh just like julie and i always say we're on a journey so these are eight principles along your journey going all the way from vision to then setting a roadmap and some guardrails we then go into how you go out and search for a potentially new mentor we then talk about actually the pitch and how to like reach out and begin that process. We get into then building connection and rapport. From there, it's consistency of that relationship over time. Number seven is firewalking and really being proactive where you can think through somebody else's relationships. And then lastly, uh, the eighth principle is evolutions. But of course, you know, Julie and I always wanna make things kind of more fun. You know, we're always enjoying our conversation. So we have spirit guides for all eight of our principles. So our first principle, Bob uh, Vision, our spirit guide is... Bob Ross, because you think it's a more beautiful bubbling brook. I don't know, you have to decide. Do you want to be on the mountain? Do you want to be at the stream? Do you want to be at the fireside with the cowboys? You don't really know. It gives you a chance yeah. to think about it. And, and, and that really create then these symbols and coming back to what's the vocabulary we're using here. You know, Julie and I both have experience in marketing, so we understand that language really does shape culture. So when we're talking about Bob Ross, it's something that can help stick in your brain a little more than just 
oh, vision. Like, how do I execute a personal vision? You know, Julie and I, there's no way we could talk about that in, in an engaging way. When we start saying, hey, look, you're going to have a palette of colors and you're going to need to have a foundation that's an easel. And you're going to need to be able to have two different ways of looking at yourself, that Venn diagram of, you know, personal interests and professional aspirations. Well, that's the two different size brushes that Bob would always use. So now you have these three actionable symbols moving within a spirit guide. And now you have these steps that you can really take to hopefully form, you know, new meaningful relationships. And, and is this, um, these steps and I mean, the spirit guide thing is hilarious. So I had just, I mean, it's not hilarious, it's, but it, I, I understand that in the marketing speak, it's like, it's something differentiated and, and, and catchy. So I, I, I get that. Is it based on a science? I mean, it's funny with mentorship, right? I mean, I don't know if there's science and research to support, you know, the importance of it or the impact that mentoring can have but I mean I you know I'm I've shared with both of you previously and I and I'm pretty uh, clear about sharing this before I mean I haven't really ever had a mentor and you know that I think is a major consideration in you know my own personal journey and my own professional journey there have been people who have obviously been augmentors if you will in my journey and my life to use your guys language but there have not necessarily been mentors I have acted as a mentor which is one of my favorite roles largely because I see its impact having not had it so in the in the process that you guys are developing and the way you're looking at it is there science behind this is there evidence like how i mean jimmy you're a you're an academic at, at heart like like you know like maybe not okay. at heart but in practice so it's it's a great question on science i'll come to in a second but first i'll say is one of our it's like overarching uh thought processes that we tell everybody is never look for a mentor by saying will you be my mentor that's never going to work. And that Julie and I came to this just realizing, like, trying to talk about what is a mentor? What are all these people doing, reaching out to Julie, trying to get a job down the road? Or, or students reaching out to me, hoping that I can help them connect them for a job down the road. And really what it was, it, it's a mentor is anybody who you don't pay. If you pay them, it's a consultant. And it's not somebody who you're then showing up with on a regular basis, because that's a coach. So, and it's also not a friend and it's, it's this acquaintance who is kind of professional. So to us, it's, it's a word that doesn't have some of this real definition behind it. Yeah. And on the yeah. science side, uh, it, this is a social science. Ju Ju Julie and I are not going to pretend that we've done deep sociological research or done an ethnography of any kind, other than we have gone out and spoken to hundreds of people about what they've experienced in mentoring. And I think almost everybody who's worked in some kind of corporate company has said, yeah, the first Tuesday of every month, I have lunch with Bob and it's not fun. You know, like I, it's, it's bad food and worse conversation. And, and everybody has something like that. And, and we really want to say, well, let's just try to make those conversations better when they do start and try to have people first care about each other rather than just like, try to meet whatever needs that their, their HR company said. So that's kind of the first thing. And then Julie and I started getting really educated about like what are what, like what's formalized in mentoring already? Because again, we're not trying to say we are exports, experts in mentoring. There are people out there like Kari Brown with Capital Partners for Education, who's been doing mentoring programs on the nonprofit level for 20 years, specifically with teenagers and getting them you know, from underserved neighborhoods through high school and into college. And that's a very specific focused mentoring service. Kari can educate the hell out of you on that. 
We're not trying to do that. We're trying to give a vocabulary and some actionable steps for individuals. And we're much more on the professional side, as we said, you know, folks in their 20s and 30s, you know, graduate degrees, second jobs. But there's also a very specific point about uh, youth. And then there's kind of that, you know, college uh, age as well. So for us, our goal is that once we can uh, continue to bring mentoring more as a, okay, what, what is it? then we can start having more studies and really trying to have, you know, it, it, hopefully some that's not, not even epidemiological, but really trying to set up uh, some social experiments to understanding how mentoring can get people, you know, further, faster together. And Lisa, just to build really quickly, we'd love yeah. to see how, as we really roll out these eight principles to organizations, just to start to see how it works. Are they getting better uh, employee engagement? Are they finding that, they're, uh, that these relationships are being developed? Are they lasting over time? So I think as we start to really be out there talking about it more, which is such a great forum for us with you, thank you for that, is that we'll start to see how this works. But yeah, we're no, I think, I think it, entrepreneurs and we're very optimistic. So of course we just feel that it will be great. No, and I think it's really interesting because I think the the, you know, when Jimmy was chatting about like the, the nonprofits that are dedicated to kind of helping kids from underserved communities. I mean, I, I've been a mentor for year up for a couple of years, you know, which is a nonprofit program helping yeah. underserved kids. Yesterday. Yeah, they're great. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating program, like helping kids right out of high school, largely while they're in college, you know, get jobs at big corporations. The girl I was working with, you know, she was first kid to go to college. She was going to school locally in New York and she had a, you know, an internship with Salesforce. I mean, the experience is unparalleled, but she had no idea for the large part how to navigate her classes, her personal, you know, life, her, her, the balance of everything, the job, the work, how to show up, how to manage all of that. And it was a really satisfying experience um, in a lot of ways because you actually could help the development. Now, that year up is a time-bound obligation, right, on both parties' sides before there's a graduation. In other relationships of mentor, mentee, or guide believer, is there a length of time in these eight steps that makes sense to you guys, or that in general is like you know, what? Because because okay, I think I think Jimmy, you, sorry, I just want to say Jimmy said something about like it's like it's not friends, and I'm like, well, some of the people I've mentored have become they've crossed over into friends, but you still more. have that mentoring relationship. Um, well, actually, it was cool. One of the first things we did as we started off this project is we both interviewed each other's mentors. So I have a mentor, which he pointed out I have known for 25 years, which made me feel um, quite a bit old. I was surprised to hear it was 25 years, but apparently that's how long he's been mentoring me or we've been uh, in this mentor, so, you know, sort of guide believer relationship for all this time. So I don't think there's a time limit. My guess is we'll probably be working in that same capacity, hopefully for, you know, as long as we're both around, uh, because we've had that relationship and we got to talk to Jimmy's mentor um, as well, not quite as long, but mm-hmm. somewhat, somewhat around there. Yeah. It, and I think on kind of the length of time, Lisa, it, it's, it's, we used our spirit guide of Alex Trebek, uh, the Jeopardy host, as consistency. You know, Trebek was on every night, every week, forever. That is clearly an, uh, you know, a, a, an exaggerated example of consistency. But if you start with a relationship, you're then going to have some context and you're going to know like, oh, is this a person that likes to text once a week? Or is this a person that would love to have a long lunch once a year? Right. You're going to find that out if you start with the, pr- the premise of they're going to care if I care about them. And if you start there and really get to know someone, and this is where, again, like, because I think we're not scientists, we're not approaching this from like a real like pedagogical background. We're just going to say we care. We're going to show up. We're going to ask, how are you? And then shut up and listen. 
And, and that's a really important piece to go both ways to just build a relationship. So for people who are coming into one of these situations, they have differences and similarities, but like, you know, post Labor Day, you're going back to the office, you haven't been in, in you know, a year and a half, you're graduating into your first job, if you're lucky enough to have gotten one, right? Or, you know, you're, you're, you're changing jobs or whatever the situation is. What do you recommend to people? You know, you said formally asking for a mentor isn't the way to do it. So what are the kind of ways that people can seek out these relationships on either side? Well, I'd like to refer to our spirit guide for the pitch of QVC because we feel that when we had to stop and think about who is phenomenal at uh, pitching, obviously QVC has some upsides and downsides. Um, but the idea of, of really that approach, and it's something actually we just talked about quite a bit um, even yesterday, is when you are in that new place, you know, again, you have the eight principles starting with vision, but when you go to actually really approach somebody, you know, be, do your homework, like have your, done your research, think about what it is that this particular person that you would like to learn more from, what are they offering? We always um, say, you know, flattery gets you really far, see what they've done, read their article, read their articles, you know, uh, approach them and say, wow, I saw that you're doing somebody, let's say somebody wants to be a podcast release. They want to be doing something really cool like you, like they would love to, you know, they've watched this episode, they've watched that episode. So really being, um, really being uh, personalized and, uh, and not too forward. That's the other thing that we really talked a lot about too, is uh, just approaching in a really approachable way. Don't send 10 emails, you know, send one, give time, uh, but be really specific and be specific in your ask. I think what else? Yeah. What and, and then one other thing, like uh, Lisa, you're talking about uh, the believer uh, mentee who you were working with when she was starting her new job. And for me, I remember doing that the first time. And I was like, I'm like, wait, nobody knows what to do the first time. That's totally normal. And anybody that's mean or rude to somebody when they're first starting at a new company or a new job or back to the office, that mean or rudeness isn't about you. That's about the person who is just having a tough day. As long as you don't internalize that and know that you are actually doing your best and trying, I think that's kind of like the foundational starting point. And then again, just like think about others. Be like, hey, that's a sweet coffee mug. Did you make that over COVID? The person might be like, absolutely not. I can't make anything. And you laugh. Boom, you already have a relationship. Or they might be like, actually, pottery is my new jam. You know, who knows? You know, there, it's like simple things where it doesn't have to even be small talk. It's just like, wait, I'm actually like that coffee mug. Cool. It, it comes down to con connecting and again, relationships. And I think you guys have said it really nicely, which is about care. I mean, ultimately the mentorship relationship is about caring. So I think it's actually a nice place to like get us to in conclusion, which is like the future of mentorship, which of course seems to me, you know, caring is something that we really all need to be doing a lot more of uh, in the world that we're living in, which is, you know, chaotic on a good day. Um, so, so what do you, um, just to leave listeners and viewers with, with some tidbits, uh, what do you think the future of mentorship is as we, as we kind of come out of, uh, the Labor Day holiday? I mean, I would just say for me, as somebody who runs an organization, I run a, a small organization. It's a B Corp. It's a woman owned business. We're very, very focused on our values and on our relationships. And I think organizations more and more, we're seeing this, you know, great flight of people leaving large companies. I think people are going to want to work somewhere where they feel heard, where they feel identified, where they feel supported, where they feel like they are creating and maintaining these great relationships within the workplace. So I think it's actually going to become table stakes for companies to really be focused on these principles and how they're going to take care of each other if they want to continue to succeed in in the world what do you think 
I, I think that's very well said. And there's also something about, you know, we're, we're, we're starting, you know, the end of the year. This is always a busy four months. So, and everybody's been talking this summer about diversity, equity, and inclusion, Jedi, whatever. It is such an opportunity for people of privilege, which could just be an area of comfort you might have in where you're at right now. But just to take a second and be like, I don't want to talk about my coffee mug. Take a step back and be like, let's think about this other individual, whether it's diversity of color, gender, age, whatever it is, and just say, why don't I just engage? You're probably, and this is a big thing that Julie and I talk about, as the guide and mentor, you actually get usually more out of it than the mentee believer, because you're going to get all these new ideas and energy and stuff you've never heard of, because this person has such a different perspective. And when we're thinking about diversity, it's differencing of it's difference of perspective that's going to really lead innovation, lead stronger teams, lead better communication. And you know, the big hairy goal that Julie and I really have is, can some of these institutions and communities start building mentoring relationships, not just in departments? but across in, across departments, maybe even outside of companies. And then you start having these like small hydrogen bonds of fabric connections that really start building this larger web. You know, we've been so literally pushed apart during the pandemic. Why can't mentoring, which just starts with just caring, you know, they care if you care about them, just caring about somebody else. I love we it. Talk about this all day long, Lisa. We're so excited. Can you tell? I can. I can. And I think that's the best thing about it for AUG mentors uh, to be able to succeed. You guys need to be excited, but also it is an exciting topic. Future of mentoring. Uh, thank you both, Julie and Jimmy, for joining us today on Future of XYZ. It's really exciting to think about, as you said, we go into like this crazy time of year and, and just how we build relationships that matter. Amen. Thank you so Thank much, you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. And for everyone listening, if you don't already subscribe to Future of XYZ, please make sure you do so. You can watch on YouTube. You can also uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, gosh, Amazon. You can find it almost anywhere at this point. And follow us on Future of XYZ on Instagram. We will see you next week. We're so happy to be back. And thank you guys again for talking about the future of mentorship. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.